0: Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. The AT&T Byron Nelson is in the books, and Jason Day, your pick this week, hoist the trophy. It's been over 1,800 days, five years since he last won on the PGA Tour. So good to see Jason Day back in some good form. What a clutch wedge shot on the 72nd hole to seal the deal. Got a little dicey there on 18, forced the layup.
1: I feel like everybody was birdie in that hole, more or less, or at least having a crack at it in two forced to lay up stones it in there. What a win. I mean, if you look at what he's done, the work with Chris Como, redoing the swing, trying to swing without pain. I mean, he's seven top tens on the year this year, only three missed cuts. One of which was just last week at quail hollow where he kind of had a rough finish. He's been playing good for a while. And this is just the exclamation point on a hell of a comeback. I mean, if you read his interviews and really dig in, like there was a time where he was contemplating not playing anymore, Back was problems, couldn't practice leading up to events, all that. Hell of a job by him. And, um, Fun to see him back. I mean, what, 20th
0: in the world now? Yeah, up to number 20. Playing some great golf, been consistent week in and week out. I mean, starting to return to that form. At one point, was outside the top 170 in the official world golf rankings, now all the way back up to 20 for the former world number one. But man, it was an awesome week. Crowds were huge around TPC Craig Ranch. It was good to be back home in Dallas for a week. Uh it was wild. It was fun. It was exhausting. Got to see the stars win in game five. Big game seven tonight. So, hopefully, when this comes out in the morning, I'll be a very happy man with the Dallas Stars advancing to the Western Conference Finals.
1: How was that, uh, Ranch 17, the uh, enclosed par three? You
0: know, I think so many of these places try to replicate the stadium hole, the Coliseum over at 16 at Phoenix. It was awesome. It was completely enclosed, had a beautiful double-decker stand at the, behind the green, over 6,500 people. Sunday was fantastic. It was so loud when those last couple of groups were going through there. Saturday was fun. It was a party. Myself and Amanda Renner were sitting there on set, got to bring the great Tyrell Hatton down to sit with us ball for a little sunshine. bit.
1: Sunshine, God bless him. God,
0: was he great. We actually asked him to call a golf shot. He didn't feel too comfortable doing, doing it. Wasn't that great at it, I'll be honest. And he admitted it, but it kind of made it funny. I told him. I said, "You know what? The good news is you're really good at playing golf. You're not gonna ever have to worry about calling golf or taking my job." Yeah,
1: that's why it makes fun. But like when those guys come back and do it, it's like, yeah, you actually have him call a shot. He's like, uh, "What are you talking about?" And then he yeah. does it, and it's like, yeah, you don't expect it to be great. But it's like, yeah, let's have like fun with these guys as opposed to just kind of like, tell me about this, tell me about this. Like, let them cut loose a little bit. And Tyrrell, by God, he can do no wrong in my book.
0: So the following day, I had his group. He was playing alongside Scotty Scheffler, and on the fifth hole, he hit it to about twenty feet for eagle. Goes up there. Hit a great shot, as he does. Hit one of the worst putts he's probably ever hit. Came up three feet, short and right. Ends up tapping it in for birdie. Sees me behind the green, and here he comes. He goes, that putt was almost as shitty as my commentary yesterday. (laughs) I was like, God, I love you so much. You are fantastic. His caddy came up. His caddy, Bo, who used to caddy for Shane Lowry, goes, I heard you're a little nervous about losing your job. I said, I'll be honest. I've never been more comfortable. I've never felt more safe.
1: I got a better chance of taking Tyrrell's job than yes, the other way around. 100%. And I ain't close to that. Let's uh, just say that. But man, and he I, came on the first time. I was like, hey, tell us about your round. 65, good job. He was like, yeah, mostly shit. It was terrible. Mostly trash. Other than the last, the, the finishing holes, I finally started to play good. God, he he's got
0: 65. The world needs more of him. He is, He is just. He is such a nice dude, but I think the problem is we only show him in this negative light when he's getting upset on the golf course, but he is one hell of a player too, by the way.
1: Uh, yeah, it's fun to watch, and look out for him this week at the PGA, man. He drives it straight, irons it good, sounds like that that golf course, you know, fairly long, long-ish, but the rough could be penalizing. It feels like a good setup for him, right. and he's playing nice right he now. He is,
0: and it's also PGA Championship week, so we're going to have our picks later on, but... Oak Hill is going to be quite the test up in Rochester, New York. I'm heading there tomorrow. Hopefully, I don't freeze my ass off. A little dicey up in May in upstate New York. But it went from gold bond to cashmere. Oh my in god! In two weeks, body doesn't know. You okay. got to shock the system, though. All right. Well, our our interview this week, very mm. special guest, someone you know extremely well. Just picked up his first win on the PGA Tour at the Wells Fargo designated event, going up against Alexander Shoffley, Our man Wyndham Clark dub is in the house dub makes his valiant return
1: here it was so fun to watch that to get it done It felt like he was just kind of a different dude all week no friends no family coming out just like let me stay in my zone and I tell you what having him back this week a celebration party you know playing golf just all this stuff it feels like you could feel like a weight off his shoulders I know he's expected himself to win for a long time I don't know if the entire golf world was like hey he's the next guy up but he felt like he should have done this and now that it's done it's like put that to bed and not just doing it, but like, like we'll talk about at quail hollow on that big yard against that field paired with one of the best players in the world. The last two days, like that's a, you don't fake that kind of a win. And it was just, man, I'm excited. I'm so excited for him just the you know, relief this provides, but also what he does in the future going forward. Cause I've been pretty high on him for a while in terms of his golf game. He can do some, some stuff. Not a lot of people can do. All right, well, let's get to it. Okay, folks, this, this is a special one. This is a special one here, one of our early guests here on Subpar, making his return home to the studio for the first time, this time as a PGA Tour champion, Wells Fargo champ Wyndham Clark. Welcome back, buddy.
2: Thanks for having me on.
1: Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. How's it feel? Has it sunk in yet? There's a little cliche when to get it started.
2: Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, it sunk in. It actually sunk in even when I was playing. Um, kind of the walk once i hit the green on 17 and was walking there and then walking up 18 it was like holy shit this is happening so it happened um i would say you know people bring up the money thing that hasn't really happened
1: because it's something you can't see or touch so it's like is know. it in the account you watch, watching watch even though you're a
0: superstar now yeah, try yeah. not
2: to
1: bang on the table
2: it's um, all
0: good but yeah it's sunken
2: it's uh it's it's amazing
0: beautiful well, let's get right to it. I mean, you, you win for the first time on the PGA Tour and you immediately become a diva, showing up 10 minutes late to the show. Is this how it's going to be going forward? Hey, you know, uh yeah, that's
2: what everyone does. So yeah. I'm just trying to be <laughs> yeah. right on par.
1: In his defense, in his defense, he's been like this way before he was a PGA Tour winner. When well, we're you- both together, it's like you want to leave at 6? Yeah. 6:24. We're like, you almost ready? What
2: are you yeah. talking about? That's you.
1: You're yes. Who, yeah. I was I was here early today. What? You're when late you for cat- everything, dude. You're always like, let me trim up my beard. Oh, does this shirt fit right? You're such a prince. When
2: when he caddied for me, it was literally like, hey, we're oh leaving at 6:20, and at 6:15, he's not out there, and the lights That's... are still off. And I go, sleep. <laughs> we're leaving. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll be ready. I'm like, like in five minutes. And That's... sure enough, he comes down at 6:30. I'm like, this is my job. It's... You gotta. That's Be on time, bull-
1: Colt. That's
0: bullshit. When it's work time, Listen, Daddy locks in. Slays. No, I, I, I well, work two jobs with you. I spend every day of my life with you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm on Dub side here.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm on time for work, and I'm late for a lot of the other shit. That's kind of the way I operate. Yeah. You know All right. I mean?
0: Well, we're not here to talk about you. We're here to talk yeah. about Dub. what are we doing? It is, it yeah. is incredible win. <laughs> Let uh, me interview Dub, you. <laughs> you were um, you were playing some great golf leading into. You kept knocking on the door for the past several weeks. Was it frustrating at all, or did you just know that your game was trending in a really good direction? Um I would say it was
2: more frustrating than um yeah, it was more frustrating than anything just because I mean, if you go back all the way to um Houston in the fall, I was in what third place going into the week uh, into Sunday and ended up finishing outside the top ten. And then I top 10 in Sea Island and that was a whole fiasco that happened there and then phoenix i was in contention um dominican or sorry yeah dominican i was in contention valspar I was in contention uh bay hill i was number 1 in stroke's game uh ball striking going into the weekend and end up finishing like 20 something you know so i just it seemed like i was playing great golf but my weekends weren't good and so to finally kind of put four rounds together and feel like i didn't leave anything out there was uh Honestly, the most satisfying thing—not even necessarily the win—it was just the fact that I put four rounds, and that's what I've told my caddy John and anyone in my camp. I'm like, I just want to put four rounds, and I keep putting two or three, and I, you know, have one back bad back nine or one bad hole, and. So it was really nice to finally do that.
1: You had Zurich in there too. I mean, a team oh, yeah. event, totally Shoot. different. Zurich, but like totally y'all, I mean, that. y'all were right there. Those guys went nuts yeah. for a little while. I forgot like, about. I mean, we that was tricky. alternate shot. I mean, final day, it's yeah. like it's a little bit.
2: I know, know, but we, I totally forgot about that. I mean, we were leading with, I don't know, seven, eight holes ago. So that was another chance to finally win. And what I will say is, um, if I think about it, like let's say if Dominican was my first win, or Val's, or uh, um, New sure. Orleans is my first win, Zurich, like if you could tell me I would win this tournament and not those or whatever, like I would choose this obviously. So the it's, uh, it's amazing to
0: finally win something and especially something
2: as big as this tournament.
0: How big was uh, the pairing for you being with Xander Shoffley? I know you all are buddies. Y'all I followed y'all Saturday and Sunday. You just seem so relaxed out there and look like obviously you're playing great golf. So that makes it fun, but it looked like you were honestly having a good time in between shots.
2: Yeah, I honestly, I think the reason we were, um, you know, so far ahead of the pack and it came kind of almost like a match play tournament was because of the pairing. I think we both are comfortable and we both pushed each other. So obviously I played, I started out very good at the front nine on Saturday. And I think then Xander was like, okay, I got to step up and he starts making birdies. And then because he started making birdies, like, well, I got to start making birdies. And so it just, we fed off each other. And then going into Sunday, um, you know, because I'm close with Xander and Kai's, his caddy, um, it just made it more relaxing, you know, starting off with a bogey, we were already kind of BSing in the fairway on, on hole two, which then is like, all right, you know what, this is just another round and keep going. And, you know, obviously it got a little more intense on the back nine. Um, I'd say from 10 to about 15, um, was pretty serious. Um, but then I think kind of when we got to 16, when I think it maybe seemed a little bit out of reach, that's when it started being, you know, Xander was great. He was... It was such a class act, and, um, you know, I'm very uh, fortunate that he was he was with me on Sunday.
1: Yeah, it was a good pairing for you. I saw something he said at the end. They asked him about the run. I was like, I just, I ran into a bus stop. Like, what do you want me to do? Occasionally that I mean, happens. And, I, I mean, that's true, dude. Like, it was yeah. y'all, too, and nobody else really within shouting distance. You had a comfortable pairing, but take me back to Sunday morning. All right, you're, in, you're teeing off late in the afternoon, final group, trying to win for the first time. There's so much time to kill. And that's like the worst because that's an idle mind. You start thinking, what did you do? Get to talk, talk us through your wake up to when you teed off. How'd right. you kill the time?
2: Well, because I love you guys. The so things you could say. I'll <laughs> tell you exactly what I did. Um, So I woke up at 5 a.m., which is nice. awful. So 5 a.m. and I have, what, eight and a half hours before I tee off, which is a disaster because now you just sit there and think. So I got out my phone and I there's a gin app so I played gin for about two hours, um, so I dusted some pigeons on gin, and then <laughs> and then that kind of got me sleepy, so I fell back asleep for about an hour, um, and then I woke up again, and I was like, God, it's only 10 o'clock, or like 9 30, so then I FaceTime my girlfriend Alicia, and we kind of bs for 30, 45 minutes. She helped pick out my outfit, which probably could have taken two minutes, but it took like 20, because we're just trying to procrastinate. To
1: Alicia, who's in
2: studio
0: right now. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. How yep. cute is that? Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm.
2: Colton, you're missing out. I um, know. Oh, I'm
0: sad. I'm over here <laughs> in the Marriott, and where the hell am I? <laughs> Dallas. Yeah.
2: Um, and then then I did, like, a I meditated for 20 minutes, and then made my little sand Like, and then once you kind of get within an hour of leaving, I kind of always have a program thing, program thing so it's like outfit, Iron the clothes if you need to, get your snacks for the day, get whatever you need, and then then you go out the door. Um, but that whole time was honestly when I was the most nervous. Yeah, because you're just all you're sitting there is just thinking about it, and I didn't look at my phone. I didn't want to think about. I didn't even want to see how guys were playing on the golf course. I didn't want to know anything, and I was nervous driving to the golf course. I'm trying to drive slow, and not be fast. And then once I'd say once I got on the range is when I felt like all right, now I'm in my comfort zone, and that's when I kind of went it felt less nervous. And then, you know, obviously bowing the first hole wasn't great, but I started to
0: feel comfortable after that. Were you one of those ones, like since the week was going well, did you do the same thing every night, do the same thing every morning, or do you not really care about that kind of superstitious stuff? Well,
2: no, because I haven't won before and I have been like that in the past Mm. and it didn't work. So I was like, whatever. I mean, switch it up, switch it up. The only thing I didn't switch was my shoes. I, I told someone else I had a, killer pair of foot joys that were white and blue trim that would have gone perfect with the outfit, but I wore the white ones every day, the first uh, three days. And I was like, well, I can't break that. So Mm, that was the only thing that I, yeah, no.
1: Did Alicia try to talk you off that? She If she knew she would have. Yeah. 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 yeah, Exactly.
2: But I made the right choice.
1: Go into that. Let's go into that front nine. You talked about the bogey on one A little nervy. You're going to, of course you're going to be nervy starting off, but then I thought a big moment a big moment to see how you react was on seven. You pulled the drive, Xander hit a great drive. You pulled the drive in the trees, get a great bounce back into the fairway. I think you had two oh seven, if I remember correctly. And I'm like, perfect. He's got a wide open look. It's probably a seven iron. I think you ended up hitting six, but I'm like, this is probably going to be a birdie. That probably saved him a shot. That bounce off the tree, get a birdie, kind of get the juices going. You end up pulling in the bunker. Xander makes birdie. Then boom, all of a sudden, for the first time, like you don't have the lead. Was, was there any self talk or talk with John Ellis like going to the eight Cuz I thought you handled from that point on. You were like, I mean, it was just. It was well, surgical.
2: I actually, it's funny as I, I don't know ma- maybe how I looked. Um, you know, I don't know how I looked maybe the first five holes on TV. I haven't watched the telecast. But after hole two, when I got the chip up and down yep. on the second hole, I felt like I played great. I mean, I hit, it's a tough tee shot on three, and then I hit a pretty nice iron shot in there, and then I hit a good iron shot on the next one. Um, kind of a bad drive on, on five, but had a 20-footer for a birdie, and then, you know, Six is a 240-yard par three, and I hit a four-iron on the green. And then I did hit a good drive on seven. It wasn't like – I mean, I was over the bunker. There's just a tree that hangs over the bunker. And it, if it didn't hit the tree, I was actually going to probably have eight-iron in. I just would have been the rough. So, I mean, yes, it was a great break to be in the fairway. Um, so, I, I actually was in a groove then. Like, I felt comfortable. It was the only time that I felt, um, like, really let down was the fact that we didn't make the putt on seven. Because I knew that was a huge momentum putt and the fact that I have six iron in the middle of fairway. Um, But then bouncing back and hitting a great drive on eight. And then, you know, that was kind of a dicey chip um, and getting it up and down with kind of ease was huge. And that's what I told John on eight. I was like, hey, we broke the seal. Let's play some golf. And then from there, I mean, that's when I really turned it on and played some really nice golf.
0: BBs. yeah. Yeah. You played incredible the last 11 holes. Um, there's no doubt we've all known you have the talent to win out on the PJ tour. You got all the tools. You hit it a mile. You're a great chipper and putter of the golf ball. The one thing that, you know, you've really worked on improving is your mental game. And I know you've been working, I believe, Julie Elion. Is that her name? Last name? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, Julia, I know has been a tremendous help to you. What made you seek out her? And what is, what is some of the stuff y'all have worked on the most?
2: Um, you know, I, I, this is, uh, definitely, um, I got to give props to my camp. So my agent, Rob Muji and Caddy John Ellis, they were the ones that kind of seeked her out. Um, And you know who brought it to, actually probably wouldn't want that, but a friend of us on tour brought it to us. They're like, hey, maybe you should work with this lady. And um, I was really reluctant. I didn't really want to, um, because I've worked with people in the past and I'm not gonna name names and they're great for some people, but I just didn't see any benefit. I worked with them, spent all this money, and I'm like, you're just telling me to walk slow and go through pre-shot routine and whatnot. I'm like, I have a pre-shot routine. I have this. I go, why do I have anxiety? Why am I so nervous on the golf course? Why why when I wake up this day, I'm more nervous than this day? And why um, do I always seem to do this in certain situations? And I feel like they didn't have the answers for that, and they kind of gave me the old cliches of one shot at a time and all this Be in my mind, which was BS. Um, and she approached it in a different way angle. And she kind of approached stuff off of golf and a lot of life stuff and, and she was way more hands-on. So I, I work with her, um, about five, six days a week during a tournament. And then on off week, it's, uh, you know, one or two phone calls each week and we, it's an hour long and we talk about everything from relationships to family life to obviously golf stuff. So, um, when we started doing that late in the fall, um, you know, I didn't obviously see the results right away thinking, Oh man, you know, like I feel the difference, but I would say when we got to like Bay Hill, which traditionally has not been a good golf course for me, I was so much more comfortable. I had no anxiety, no, none of the stuff that I had in the past. And then we get to players, which I've never made the cut there. And I had a I mean, I finished 20 something, but I had like a solid week. I played, you know, four complete good rounds. Um, on a tough golf course that I've never done well at. And so that's when I started feeling the difference. And um I honestly owe a lot of my success this year to her Um, just because I felt like that was the missing piece for sure in my game. Do you When you're you out there it,
0: playing – I'm sorry. Oh, you want to go I was ahead? Gonna, I was just going to ask you. If you think – if you had Sleaze's mental game, like how many wins would mm. you have right now?
1: Oh, my God, dude. It would be rewriting record <laughs> books. Let, let's flip it's the other so way. soft. Let's, let's, that's let's, why I trained him as a young kid and never registered. He got all my physical – Got all my physical talent, but he did not get the, he didn't get the brain. I was gonna flip head. it the other way if he had all my physical talent.
2: Oh my God. where would Sleaze be? You know. I'd rather have he that. He has no ability. I'd rather I'd have probably that. be looking
1: for a new co-host, Dub. Oh my God. God, if I had 194 ball speed or whatever, are you kidding me? Couldn't even talk to me. You wouldn't know what to do with. Them. Oh, Jesus. that's about it. Two hours late to everything. Oh yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, was that today? <laughs> you Sorry. would miss your tea times, and you'd be like, all It right, doesn't matter. Whatever, I'll shoot, I'll shoot 48 tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, when you're out on the golf course with the mental stuff, cause that's, what's getting all the attention right now is kind of your rededication, I guess, if you want to call it to that or giving it more attention. Are there times when you're out there where you notice like, wow, I feel better than I would have a year ago. Cause I'd be breaking my sandwich or freaking out or whatever. Like, can you actually feel it when you're out there? Like I feel different.
2: Yeah. Well mental, like your mental games a different. There's no, um, there's no like, um, like meter to judge mental game. You know, it's not like, yeah. Oh no, stat! It. Yeah, there's no yeah. Quant- You can't quantify like, oh, I'm hitting it this much better or whatever. It's more of how you feel in situations, and it's one of those things. Months go by, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I handle that better, or I feel better about that, or oh, this doesn't bother me as much. Or, you know, wind off the right on this pin or short little putts don't bother me. Or Sundays, I'm starting to play better. You know, whatever it is, and that's that's what I've just noticed over the last few months is. I started feeling really good on Thursdays and Fridays. And so Thursdays and Fridays, I was within the top 10. Yeah. So many events and then I wasn't doing as well on the weekend, but that's just the progression of how mental game works. It's like, all right, I wasn't that good on Saturdays and then Sundays is okay. And then, then I started doing good on Saturdays and then it's like, okay, I wouldn't have good Sundays. And so that's just started this, you know, nice, uh, progression. And then obviously you win. And so then you're like, wow, it's amazing to see the you know, four months that we put in and to finally have some success It's amazing. Yeah. Where would you rank?
0: That stuff. Yeah, you're obviously, yeah, you look so much more comfortable out there. Um, <clears> it, was, it was a joy to walk with you for the final 36 holes, but where would you rank like your nervousness level on Sunday morning compared to any other? Because was that the worst it's ever been? No,
2: no. Uh, honestly, it would be for any, almost any Sunday was probably the best, some of the best I've been. Um, you know, obviously if you're in 50th place, it's, you know, that's maybe different, but anytime I've been in somewhat contention that's something I've really struggled with is just the the nerves of golf. Um, I have such high expectations in myself. And, you know, I, you know, Sundays when everything seems to matter, at least in my mind, it's like, all right, well, at the end of the day, this is when you get paid. This is when you get your points. This is when you get all the stuff. And I just didn't matter where I was. I felt different that day. And this time, obviously I had, I had more excitement, which was great. Um, in the past, it was like actual anxiety and serious nerves, where my mind was just racing. I couldn't slow it down. This time, it was like I just can't wait to get out there. Mm. Versus other times, I sometimes didn't even want to get out there because I'm like I feel like I'm all I'm gonna do is screw it mess up, mess up. Yeah,
1: that's an interesting way to put it. I'm more like yeah. excited to get out there than I am like nervous. What can go wrong? Type of stuff. You look at it on paper, you watch it, and like, yeah, it was a runaway. You had a five shot lead going in that which is nice to have, by the uh, way. Yeah. But there were some pivotal Freshman. moments, I thought, in that round. Like I, I could I could highlight a few right now, but in your mind, what was like what do you think looking back on it now, like that was the most important shot I hit? Had to have that one. Um Well,
2: I think it starts on Saturday, to be honest. I think I think it could have gotten really close. And if not, I mean, maybe Xander would have had way more of an um an upper hand on me was on 14 and 15 on saturday so he hit a better you know he had a great tee shot on 14 and then hits at stone and then i hit it to about 10 feet which was a good wedge shot and he obviously made birdie so i made birdie so he didn't gain anything on me and then i was green side he was on the green on 15 i chip it to about five feet and he has a 25 footer makes it for eagle and that just makes that five footer so much longer because you're like well now this is a two shot swing. And the fact that I made that and made it a one shot swing was I thought huge. So that I thought that was a pivotal moment. And then the the I think when, you know, if you ask John when he thought I won was on eleven. So we <laughs> both hit it in oh, the wow. bunk.
1: Confident caddy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just is probably looking at where the court like how the course plays, and he's like, I just don't see how unless barring something crazy, um, he just thought mentally he that was a pivotal moment. So we're both in the bunker, very tough up and downs. And I went first and I hit it to pretty much gimme. And Xander then hits about 10 feet and misses. And that's when, you know, it was just a tough three holes, actually four hole stretch for Xander. Um, and that's when I started coming into stride. And so then it kind of flipped that one shot lead. Now I had a three shot lead and literally four holes, which was, um, which was huge. And I think that's where um, it really turned. And I'd say that's the best. Take us
0: take us through the walk up eighteen. Obviously, you're there with your really good friend John Ellis. I mean, it's it's over. All you got to do is finish. Take us through the walk up the eighteen, and then the walk to scoring. Because I was there for that. You were going. You were so excited, high five and all the fans. I thought it was just such a cool moment. Um, you know, eighteen. I would have liked.
2: I think if we were in the fairway, I think John and I could have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, I think we would have walked up and just talked about how amazing this is and we probably would have celebrated a little bit more, uh, because we were in the fairway, but because we're in the bunker and we knew we were probably near the lip and you never know. And it's a, I knew I was going to have to hack it out. And I mean, obviously barring some, something crazy, it wasn't, wasn't going to lose. Um, but once I finally kind of hit it on green grass and was walking up to my chip, that was, that was when I kind of was like, Oh my God, I can't, I mean, I, I thought after I hit the green on 17 is when I won, but like when it really started to hit me and I looked around and I, there's thousands of people and I've seen, I mean, believe me, I've watched this tournament many times and I've seen Ricky walk up and win that tournament, Rory and when Max won and you just look and you're like, there's, you know, you can just see it. And I, and it's the fact that, you know, I've fantasized about that where I've walked up certain tournaments and I'm there. And then one of these actually comes true and it's, it's me. It was pretty, pretty amazing. And then, Obviously, I got really emotional at the end. Um, and then, you know, walking to the scoring tent, I, you know, I was kind of like, I'm in shock. And then everyone's excited. And I was like, All right, this is my first time winning. Like, I'm going to go nuts. And so I, I mean, I wanted to crowd surf. I mean, I wanted to bong, you know, take a beer bong or
1: something. You know, I wanted to literally take rips of everything. <laughs> That's I'm my so son. Excited. That's my son right there, guys. You can see. <laughs> That's why I love him so much. That embrace with Ellis on the 18th, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. You know me, I'm a pretty rugged individual. Really tough. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I almost cried. Almost during that deal. But I was talking to Ellis. I talked to you guys both at dinner that night. I remember talking to Ellis. I was like, when did you think? Like, when did you think like this we got it? Because it's different for a player, dude. You walk I'm sure even on 18, like something weird could happen. But you know, outsiders a little different. He said he literally started getting emotional on 14 green. After yeah. 14, after you stoned in there and made it, he's like, "This kid's gonna do it." And he started. He's like, "I had to hold hold it back on 14." Yeah, still which, had the green mile to come. By the way, I know, which is a, I
2: mean, yeah, I mean, my mind, I was honestly, I've never been more in the zone uh, in my career than those those 36 holes, because um, I would think about winning for. I don't know, let's say twenty seconds, and then instantly my mind would go, Nope. Hey, we gotta be focused on this next shot. And then I would just go into stuff Julian I worked on and I would think about X, Y, and Z. And then I'd hit another good shot. And then for ten seconds I'd be like, Oh, you know, whatever it was. And so I, I was I did it honestly, it's one of the best jobs I've ever done. Obviously the best job I've ever done keeping myself in the present. Um, but it's amazing to think that he he thought after fourteen
1: yeah, uh, it was like I was yeah. starting to get emotional. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, when was your last win? Because the other one on the PJ Tour, you've been out there what five years? Yeah, if you I mean, it's a research,
0: it? sleaze. You would know. I do know Pack where it is. I was just gonna let. No, you well, didn't do your research. I actually asked. Windham, that's what Jim and that's not... said. That's all I know. And he's never wrong. Hey, no,
2: he is wrong. Let... Um, I won second stage of Q School. By, that's
0: not. That doesn't count
2: tournament that's, that's a, a win tournament no i wanted not i count. wanted
0: by 10 i was there was no points there was no money you just advanced that's not, that does not count
2: arguably that's more important i i got on the pj
1: tour second because stage is like one of the highest pressure because yeah. you could fail there you john okay. ellis would be on nothing.
0: the pj tour if he won second stage rephrase True. the question when's the last time you hoisted a trophy
2: it was pac 12s um <laughs> okay, good. it was pac 12s and that honestly prior to this was the best you know the best tournament i've ever had so um to wait you know that was six almost seven years ago that's a long time that's a big drought to not have a win so to f- actually no that's a lie i won the plantation pro scratch i was gonna say so, that's when i was
1: getting to <laughs> we didn't let it matric and you wanted i i was gonna ask you more impressive to win an individual tournament on the pga tour on a design against a designated field you know the big time field or Win a pro scratch with a partner, but do it all the way by yourself without zero help the entire time.
2: I arguably played better than that. Shout out Ben
1: Hayes for the zero burger. Also got a trophy. No, he
2: had one par when I made one bogey. We shot like 20 under, and I shot 19. Yeah, that's
1: exactly like 62 62 (laughs) or some shit like that by himself. And I was like, that's yeah, that's pretty good. That was good. Well, I forgot we we know
0: we had a little celebration Sunday night in Charlotte at the Palm take us through that what was it like um did you behave yourself at the palm did you get a little rowdy how was it? um
2: yeah we got a little rowdy so john and i sit down and john at this point is is very drunk and i'm <laughs> i'm pretty drunk. Very drunk i can attest and, to that yes and Fact. i i was like well what kind of bottle of wine should we order because um you know hats off to johnny Harrison, the membership at quill hollow because they it's an amazing membership and they they put us up at a hotel and they got us at the Palm and they're like tabs on us. Don't even worry about it. And so out of respect, I was like, well, I'm not going to go order Opus one and, you know, blow whatever. And John's like, "No, screw it. We won. Who cares? And I was like, all right. So I ordered a nice bottle of wine and then uh, we ordered Wagyu steak. And um, so we we went big, but we started drinking and the cool, it actually was really cool. Cause it was just John and I, and we started FaceTiming the people that really mattered in our life and, or people that we really care about. And, you know, we probably reached out to 20 people and we FaceTimed and we were all just excited and we took a drink with them cause they were all had a drink. And so that was actually a really cool probably hour of us just FaceTiming different people. Um, which as I look back was kind of, you know, it'd been awesome to have those people there, but for us to kind of share that moment together was, was pretty neat. Um, but this is a funny story. So we're, You know, we finish our dinner we look around, we're yelling and we're literally (laughs) yelling in a steakhouse and no one's around. And then we kind of look around and everyone's gone and the Nuggets were playing the Suns and there was like five minutes left. So I was like, hey, let's watch the end of the game before we went and played gin. Um, So we're sitting there and these people notice they're like, oh, you just won the tournament. We're like, yeah. And we noticed they had a bunch of Villanova pins on there, like a V. And, uh, you know, we realized that it was the Villanova, v- Villanova football coach and some of their donors. And long story short, we take shots with them. And then next thing you know, John's over here donating to Villanova football. <laughs> so
1: John- He doesn't even know where Villanova no, is. He, he, couldn't look, <laughs> so he couldn't name so it so what city it's in. John
2: has Venmo out, and he's giving them, like, a, it gave a $100. <laughs> and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm donating to the football team. And I go, well, you're making me look bad. All right, I got to donate. So then I'm like, well, I got to do more than the caddy, so I donate 200 bucks. And so my thing was, I go, we got to be on some sort of list. That we don't care where. We just want to be on the list for Villanova football as donors. It doesn't matter if it's the 10th page. And so we were laughing about that. It was pretty funny. That's that
1: punter's going to get a good NIL yeah. deal at Villanova. Yeah, it, it was the NIL. Three
0: weeks at Chipotle, <laughs> yeah. courtesy of the boys. <laughs> Rumor has it as well when you went back and played gin that John slapped you around pretty good. That's yeah, the word, dude. East
2: is the, John took advantage of me. I mean, it's it's not fair. <laughs> I guess he's better drunk than I am playing gin. That's hard to believe. We literally played for two hours, and I couldn't even. I mean, I'm, I've been up money all year. John and I play gin every week, and we just keep a running tally. And I was up a few hundred bucks, and after that night, we were pretty much dead even. So I lost
1: all of it in one night. It's brutal. He said he's in the black now. Officially. Yeah, he claims he's up. You owe him. He claims he's up. So I don't think I. I feel like I believe John in this scenario more than you. I think we're even. We're we're green. Yeah, level. He said you couldn't see your cards. He blamed it on couldn't see your cards. And I was like, I don't know that he can ever see them based on some of the plays he <laughs> makes. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not sure. You I must always you every be drunk. Time. You beat me the first time I ever played. Oh my god! Kill you all the time. You want to, uh, ser- you want to get serious to question. I got oh. a serious question here. All right. I'm sure at the beginning of the year, like people set goals. Winning is one of yours, right? All right. Check that off the list. You did that now. Do goals, do you reassess? Do you change? Is there something in mind now that maybe wasn't on your mind at the beginning of the year? Or do you just say, keep it as we go?
2: You know, honestly, I didn't have any. Um, I mean, yes, winning is was the big elephant in the room and monkey on my back that I hadn't won. Um, but I've I set more process goals this year. I wanted to get better mentally, and you know when I signed up and went all in to work on my mental game, uh, Julie challenged me and she's like, "Let's if you go all in here, let the results take care of himself." And so honestly, going forward, I'm just gonna keep doing that. Um, you know, I, I would love to. You know, I want to win more tournaments. I want to make the Ryder Cup. I want to contend and win in majors, um, whatever. But. I think I'm just going to focus on what I've been doing that's made me successful leading up to this point and hope that the results take care of themselves. So well, kind of a lame it, answer. Classy but answer. Very classy. <laughs> what are we you
1: mentioned good morning America yeah. over here. Jesus. <laughs> you <laughs>
0: mentioned hey. uh, the majors. Obviously let's look ahead to next week, the PGA championship oh. at Oak Hill. Have you ever been there? Um, you know, what, how excited are you to get up to New York and teed up in a major championship? Um,
2: yeah, I've never been there. I've heard it's awesome. Uh, i know duff won there that's literally all i know um yeah i mean i heard it's great i'm excited to be up there i hope i have a press conference interview that's just one thing i want because i normally get to majors (laughs) i normally get to majors and you know you're on training table or whatever you know on the table getting work done and ron's like oh i gotta go do media work and all this stuff and i'm like i want to do that i want to I want to bitch about media stuff. So I'm hoping I don't care who it is, just bring me in the room and ask one question and then let me go. So I did my media obligation.
1: This kid's ready to be a star, dude. Yeah. He's ready to bitch about media. You're doing media right now. By and the I'm way. gonna show up late tonight We're gonna too. get some of that PI. Yeah, you're showing yeah, get your 1245, Here's Wyndham Clark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're doing it already. I know. I have you're, bu- you're built to be a star. I've by learned. the way, I heard Oak Hill a little bit like a little comp to uh Cherry Hills, by the way, for what it's worth. All right. Well, we're winning. Never played it? Done. Never done yeah. yeah, that's on ice. We'll kind of be right back on the show. Yeah, see
0: you next week, Perfect. same time.
1: Perfect. That's done. Call it off. All right, E nine sounds
0: incredible. Yeah, I, uh, I would like to be there for that celebration. Um, let's get to the E nine here. Obviously, it's going to be E eight because we've already asked you. You know who you'd want to be for a day, and it's obviously Slees. Who did he uh, say? Oh yeah, me. That's right. Yeah, every son. I've never right never said that. But you would not last a minute.
1: Well, no. I, dude, if wait. I could
2: say the things that I know you have in your system. At
1: All time, it'd be I nice good experience today of being really smart, <laughs> no. that'd be cool for you.
0: <laughs> that'd be cool for you. All right, uh, my first one obviously, with the win, you're in an invite to next year's Masters. One, have you ever been to Augusta National? How excited are you to tee it up in your first Masters? Uh,
2: never been to Augusta National.
0: Wow. Um, yeah,
2: never. I've turned down. Uh, I think three invitations now to go play. And, you know, I know a couple of players have done this, but my whole thing was I'm not going to play it until I'm invited to play in, you know, the tournament. Um, so obviously I'll go play practice rounds now that um, I'm in the tournament, but never played it. Um, actually, just a little sidebar if we have time. Cool story. This happened uh, in the locker room after the tournament. Uh, John's sitting next to Johnny Harris, who runs Quail Hollow and who's a member at Augusta. And they're kind of just BSing, and I'm talking to somebody, and we're all kind of having toast and drinking and signing a couple things. And and uh, I think it was Johnny Harris goes, Hey, Wyndham, do you want to join uh, John and I for a practice round in Augusta? Maybe, you know, I don't know, December or January? And I was like, Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then I go, Oh, shit, we're in a Masters. And I honestly, that was the first time it hit me, this like two hours after winning. And then John and I go nuts, and we're like celebrating, and everyone's like, that really just hit you, and I was like, "Well, yeah." I sorry, I've been so in the zone of winning, like I didn't even think about all the this all the cool stuff that comes with
1: this it. sports psychologist is really working. <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe two people <laughs> start
1: thinking about it on Thursday. Turn it two under, like I'm gonna win. That's the Masters. He didn't even realize yeah. it after he got there. Yeah. Oh my god, change, man! But yeah, so sleep sleep I can't wait to the play. First-
0: Salili's so oh. part of the first hole mid mid-am qualifying and was already writing his master's winner speech. I had
1: victory speech. I was like, who do I thank? Oh, my God. This is so overwhelming. I wonder why you're on radio. You guys now. run a great tournament. <laughs> Love all the Azaleas. Yeah, there you go. Shit like that. And
2: that's why you're here. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean?
1: How many trips do you get out there, and which one am I going on? That's a bonus question. That's not one of the E9s. Um, that's... Uh, this is a tough one. There's a long list.
2: I, I mean, you maybe make the short... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe make the list. Oh, God. But I'm going to take as many as I can. I mean, I got... Honestly, I've been so blessed. I have so many great people in my life. So, you know, I'm going to have... Obviously, John and I will be maybe one of the first ones. And then after that, I'm, you know, f- assuming that he will host us and we'll have members to take us out. I want to take some friends out and family. And so I'll definitely definitely do at least two or three. I mean, you have to. Yeah, I think you milk it for all it's worth. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Just don't... It, it just let us know now. Is Slee's in the running to caddy for you in the par three?
1: Oh my god, I'll be there. I'm already on property, dog. I'd be the, You know how would I would
2: I be the only guy ever to have a man caddy for me in <laughs> that yes. par three?
1: Alicia, you can be there too. <laughs> you know, maybe we go every other hole. i um, odds, you're evens, whatever. We'll figure it out.
2: I don't think I want to be the first guy if you make to a race, have a guy caddy for me. She can
1: run up and kiss you. How about okay. that? <laughs> Perfect. So I think deal. what
0: i just said is no, you're, you're out.
1: Uh, I'll give you an ass slap. She can give you, you're, me you're out on it. Yeah, right. that feels like a maybe we'll talk about that uh, over Thanksgiving dinner. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll open it up with this one. Walk us through the both physical and mental process you went through on Monday morning after the win. Once you got to the airport. <laughs>
2: um, all right. Well, we, John and I are out playing gin till two. I had a flight at seven, woke up at, I set my alarm for five. I wake up and I'm like, really, I got to do this? And I proceeded to make myself throw up so I could try to get to the airport. I then get to the airport and I'm walking through and I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And then I get to the counter and the ladies were like, oh, you just won. And I'm like, yeah, I was trying to be so nice because I just wanted to be like, stop talking to me. And uh, they were super sweet. She let an 89-pound bag go for free, which was really nice of her. Hats off to that lady. And then I get to the gate, and I have about 20 minutes to boarding. And I'm like, I go to the bathroom. And I said, I got to try to get all this out of me before I get on a plane. Motion sickness, whatever. So I didn't want to go in the regular bathroom because that's disgusting. So I go in the family bathroom. I lock the door. And I sit there. And it actually smelled decent. But the, there was a cot laying down like for where the babies get changed, but not like the little ones you see in bathrooms normally. It's like, it was like a full human. to change, side. like an adult. Yeah. Or it was for pants. an adult. Yeah. yeah an adult. So I thought about laying on there, but I figured that's where shit is. So I was like, I can't do that. So I, I, I literally put my back up against the wall and I slide down. Like you would see someone do that. Like something bad just happened. And I just sit there. I'm like, Oh, this is awful. And then I was spinning. And then I end up laying on the bathroom floor in an airport. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And uh, and then I look and I like get the update that we're boarding. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to go. And with probably like six minutes to go of closing boarding, I get up, walk on the plane. I'm like the last person on the plane. And I'm sitting first row. And fortunately for me, otherwise it would have been a terrible trip. Max Homo was sitting right next to me. So Max and I kind of BS the whole t- whole four hours, which kind of sobered me up. So well, that's, laying on that the bathroom. Was my morning. he was laid down miserable.
1: on the, on the grown person shitter. Stand. I actually, honestly,
2: if I didn't, the best part was I was laying there and there's like three or four people that try to open the door and I didn't care. No. And if I missed that flight, I probably would have fell asleep in there for at least two to three hours. You may want to
1: see a doctor. Yeah. You may have, 100%. you might have cholera or something. Don't worry
0: about the babies that needed changing. Nothing. Just, I'm just going to hang out in here and try to yeah. get right. Move your kid. We're not open. Well, I yeah. think that answers my question because one of mine was going to be: Were you more nauseous Sunday morning or Monday morning?
2: Uh, definitely Monday. I mean, <laughs> a- anyone that's really celebrated that much and then had no sleep knows it's just like you don't care, like you don't care. You just are like, I, I can't do this, and that's, I submit, or, that's where I was at.
1: Yeah, hell of a job. That's the way you should have done it. All right, I'm going to give a little detour here. You're wearing Municipal. Shout out. You look fantastic. Carrying the brand from Mark Wahlberg, who I'm sure your best buddies with now. Uh, do you have enough pull with Mark to get the Entourage reboot uh, made? Probably not. Can uh, we call him right now? Do you want to try it?
2: That would be amazing. Hey, Mark. That would be sick if I FaceTimed him. <laughs> That'd and be that. Sick.
1: Actually, just do it. No. All
2: right. We'll do it later tonight. No. You should yeah. be in a good spot. That would be actually awesome. And me and you get on there?
1: Yeah, obviously, that's a cameo built in. You're carrying the flag for the brand right now. 100%. Yeah, I think so. Are you guys boys? Like, do you guys hang? Honestly, I would love to say we're closer.
2: We have, uh, we've, we've tried to set up like five or six times to do a commercial, golf, workout, anything. And he, in that time, in last year is when I've, you know, it's been like almost two years of municipal. The first year I was in municipal, we were trying to do the whole commercial, everything. He, he uh, launched three movies in one year. So he would be, he's like, Oh yeah, I got this time. And it'd be from like four to 8 PM on Thursday. And we'd have to fly to Vegas or LA and do that. And we were all set up. And then he's like, Oh, I got to go here for this movie. And so we haven't actually really gotten to spend much time and do everything. But hopefully now that I went, I've won. Now maybe, that you've won he
1: nah, maybe I'm higher on the, on yeah, the, the
2: stock scale. price. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Now he
0: works around your schedule.
1: I think so. They're going to both not show up for the next thing. We'll both
0: struggle and not show. Both yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, exactly. Our agents
1: will call each other and be like, <laughs> Neither of them are there.
0: Where are you? Where's your guy? My guy just big league. your guy. Yeah. Exactly. All right, next one. When when an athlete, you know, finally really makes it and hits it big, you know, they tend to buy their support system something nice. So given the fact that Sleeze pretty much raised mm-hmm. you, what is what do you think you're gonna buy sleaze after this big win? Great question, Colt.
1: That is a great question. Best question, perhaps, in the history of Subpar. Mm. I'll let you think on it before I start giving out some ideas. I could probably think of something. Maybe uh,
2: I want to think of something really clever. It's going to take forever. (laughs) It's going to take so long. Like I said, you didn't get that part. God, I'm trying to think.
1: How can I make fun of you right now?
2: Um. God, this is going to be, I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes
1: the apple falls far from the tree, Colt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it rolls down a hill into a river. The fact river. that I
2: haven't even thought about it, so this is the first time I thought about it, so he clearly didn't even make the list of, of thoughts, but, Neither I Neither did mean, the Masters. No, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, I honestly, probably nothing, but if I were to ever buy Sleaze anything, um, have you ever worked out in your life, a day in your life? Same by accident, but the legs don't come by accident. Oh my god! I maybe give you like a calf razor. you know, like the Brazilian butt lift, but like the yeah, give me the butt calf lift, calf implants. Instead. Yeah, Rather have a calf fat implants, ass. Than that. I actually, honestly, I yeah. buy calf like, implants. Like drama. If you could get Phil calf, Phil Mickelson calf implants for
1: sleeves, that'd be nice. You imagine? I was thinking of something that. Ooh, goes, that's a good gift. Tick-tock, I like that. Tick tock, tick tock.
2: Yeah, that's what I'd do.
1: Okay, I'll take that. By the way,
2: I know a plastic surgeon.
1: We'll see if he can do it. That's binding. Put them in. I want to look like. Shrek. Um, Shrek. <laughs> all right, next question. This is the thinker. Uh, Zurich Classic next year. But not... with Bo this year. It's not me. This isn't about me. Okay. You get a phone call. You got exemptions now. You're, you're you're good. You don't have to worry about anything. Christian McCaffrey and Nate McKinnon both ask you to play. You did this last Which time. Which way do you go? I want to see if it's changed. Zurich Classic.
2: No, it's not changed. You, you, know, you know what happened last time you asked me that question? And the way I answered it.
0: I got ghosted by one of them. So
2: you ruined my relationship with one of them.
0: I well, did. that would be Nate McCaffrey. You did. Christian McCaffrey tweeted you after you won. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Nate and I were we were we were on a nice trend with our relationship, <laughs> and we were heading to Great Brodom, and then you asked me this stupid question, and I joked around, and then next thing you know, crickets. Ghost.
1: So Nate's a subpar listener. You think? Probably. He loves golf. Shout out Nate.
0: Yeah. So we went Shout from out. best question in subpar history to the dumbest question. <laughs> to the dumbest. It ruined, it
2: ruined a relationship. I lost cause... I lost a potential bro.
1: A potential bro. My
0: Alicia, name. keep your eye out for
1: Nate if he's ever around. That's the only one. <laughs> but yeah, right, no new my, friends. C Mac. Okay.
0: All right. Deal. <laughs> my last one. Um so obviously Sleaze is caddy free twice at Colonial. Based on what you've seen from his performance. You know, Tiger Woods looking for a new caddy. Joe Lacava jumped over to Patrick Cantley. Would you write a letter of recommendation on behalf of Sleez to Tiger Woods? Wow. That's a great question. Here we go. Um, <laughs> and what would you say his strengths and weaknesses are in that letter if you do happen to write it?
2: Yeah, it'd actually be a great letter, like Gino did to Rory. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, I would say if if you know if Tiger values time management, values any sort of like management in general. Any sort of professionalism, man, you know, any sort of like caddy ability, strength, uh, endurance, good looks, anything, then sleaze is not your guy. But if you wanna, if you wanna be, but what if he doesn't value any of those things? This is what I get to. I'd put, I'd put all the things that if you don't value these things, but you want to have a great time and be entertained while you play, sleaze is your guy. That's my guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Nicest thing anyone's ever said.
2: There and no go.
0: bogeys on the weekend. Yeah. Well, Tiger
2: would love that. I mean, because yeah. usually he's in contention, so. Yeah. so he's not bogey. Yeah. The big question is if they make it to the weekend with Sleaze on the back. That would be. Yeah. So Slee's might be a weekend
1: guy. Tiger plays so good. We tee off at like two. Yeah. That's great. It's for true. Me, personally. How do you think it would go over with Tiger if Slee's forgot the pin sheet? No, not good. Not good. <laughs> with <laughs> or, Tiger's or, or... leg, I'd run back and get it. Wyndham's healthy as a. It was a
2: lark. Well, especially I mean, you guys heard when he gave me a wrong yardage, he was so lucky that
1: it worked out. And you gave the yourself wolf. the wrong yardage. You I no. You gave Jesus. me you we were
2: twenty five yards off. Wrong
1: bunker. He he thought he was next to the wrong bunker Tiger, at Colonial on number one, like an idiot. If that happened to Tiger, he little. I think he'd fire. And he right grabbed a there. club and like I'm hitting this. I was like, What am I gonna talk you off? Knowing
2: here? Tiger, he would he would have known or something, or he would have Miss
1: hit the club and it would have gone to like Perfect. five feet. Yeah. yeah. His instinct would have taken over. Yeah. I that still so. worked out by the way for us. I know. Yeah, we, were so hit, we had a good shot there. So lucky. Smart by us. Uh, all right. Last one. Caddy related also. How devastated was John Ellis when he found out the news that he would not be featured as an underwear model like the rest of the uh, PGA Tour caddies? And I'm And was that a shocked. huge miss by the brand?
2: I think a huge miss. I think I honestly, if you ask any of the caddies, John is one of the most liked guys. But- He's probably the guy you want to see, or the guy you least want to see in underwear. So that's maybe why he didn't get it.
1: Yeah, if they come out with like long, full-length pajamas, he's yeah. the guy. <laughs> yes. You know, like the ones the little kids wear on Christmas movies. Hundred percent. That's
2: the guy. Yeah, hundred percent. He's the guy. Yeah. Fully clothed pajamas. Fully, maybe the face underwear. too. Cover the yeah. face. Yeah. Then he's the. Then guy. you got it. That thing's incredible, by the way. I love. <laughs>
1: They're going. They're going ham. They're not, I, they're honestly, I thought
2: that was genius, and obviously the guys they have on there is pretty funny too. Yeah, they got so. some good dudes. Ellis yeah. should be in the next for round two, maybe like a star guest or something. Two oh, just come in, yeah, one one time maybe. Or like uh, you know, maybe maybe like a or maybe does like a beer. They maybe do guys in beer with beer bellies underwear. Yeah, guys the average bells.
1: guy. Let's represent the average dude. <laughs> yeah. are, I mean, yeah, Fleener
0: I mean, Fleener's not exactly chiseled over here, guys. Yeah, that's
1: a good point, Colt. Yeah. <laughs> Fleener's <laughs> I mean, bringing in the big demo. Yeah, I know, but
2: yeah, yeah. but Fleener, I feel like the the um, the leader of that pack, you know. So I feel like he gets to choose who he wanted. It's a little weird he chose like all the somewhat strong, fit guys, but
1: yeah, there's a, there's some hurt feelings out there. I, I think feel so. like in the caddy world right now that they weren't featuring. I think in that. so. They weren't featuring that. Well, Dub, we love you too, brother. Hold hold on. Could, one, one, one oh, bonus, you got one more. One
0: bonus. I just want to know one it. bonus. Did anyone reach out to you that kind of caught you off guard
1: after the win? Um,
2: you know, the, the person that honestly, the, there was a bunch of, um, you know, high profile people that reached out to me, celebrities and whatnot, that it was awesome that they did that. But the amount of players that reached out to me was, um, honestly, was the best thing. I mean, I had multiple players and caddies saying, Hey, so proud of you was rooting for you they said all these nice things so that that was honestly the, the the best thing it's maybe not the answer you want but that was what touched me the most
1: i think no, that's, yeah, awesome. that's a testament to yeah how well liked you are man and we're yeah. couldn't be happier for you man it was a hell of a ride on sunday i was living and dying with every shot colt was out there watching it congratulations first of many we look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future sounds good we love you bud and
0: c- congratulations on finally getting out of sleeves shadow
1: yeah, finally. finally. You're moving up the Mount Rushmore. Of it was Colorado. a tiny,
2: tiny, skinny little shadow, but I'm out of it. <laughs>
0: Hail, Erwin.
2: <right>. <laughs> me, Stads, you. You're moving up. By the way, they I heard a stats. Last person, I, I was the first person in 20 years to win a PJ Tour event
1: from, from the 303. From Colorado. Stand up. Wow. wow. How many do you have, nice. Stand up. How many tournaments did you win? I might Monday next week. okay. Just, Let's see. Like, once I dust them off, <laughs> you're in danger. I'll tie that in one week.
0: All right, well, that was Wyndham Clark joining us on subpar after his first win on the PGA Tour. Listen, I've said it. The man has underachieved, in my opinion. He's got all the tools to be a top 20 player in the world. He has the game to win on the PGA Tour. He finally did it. I think big things are coming for Wyndham Clark. But speaking of big things, okay, there was a little (laughs) celebration. I'm sad I missed out on it because I heard your credit card was actually down at Isabella's here in Scottsdale. I was out in Dallas, so I didn't get to join in on the festivities. My wonderful wife was there, so thanks for buying her. Of course, Natalie, savvy shout out. bees. Mm-hmm. But uh, tell us how'd that tab work? I'm gonna call her.
1: Actually, yeah. <laughs> hey Natalie, I saw you. you had a few more than we allotted for on your end. <laughs> <laughs> want to do something nice for Dub, right? Of course, he's known him for forever. Going to celebrate this thing. He's back. His brother flew into town. He's like we got to have a party for Dub. So we have a party for Dub. I'm like hey, here's what's going to be. We want some food. We want an open bar. Here's the card. Let's just have a good time. More or less expecting, you know, 50 people. A good amount of people showed up. They were kind of in and out for the most part. A few of us stayed the whole night. I had a buddy come in. He's like, hey, I want to help you with this. Like let me let me be a part of this as well. I was like, cool. You can help me out. We'll figure it out at the end. Uh, get done with it. Invoice had a great time by the way. <laughs> Very nice time uh invoice comes the next morning and i look at him like are you uh excuse me (laughs) yeah who are these people eating all this food who are these drinkers the amount of drinks consumed during that time slot for the amount of people that i was like who did this so i need to call natalie and say hey how many did you have we're gonna go through inventory at this point but i hope the kid had a damn good time because uh man he's just he's a never-ending black hole of expenses for we, daddy here. We went to the Suns game the next night. He's like, walk up to get some drinks, some food. And so stuff. I was like, hey, hey, I got this. I was like, yeah, bet your ass you got this, yeah, dog. You, you're <laughs> you're getting, back getting our whole time. section, bro. Yeah. That so anyways, great. we had a hell of a time. And it was worth it. The kid's, um, man, it was it was a fun night. And he got up and spoke and said a few words, all that. It was it was a cool night. How was he on the mic? He, he was holding up his beer bottle. I videoed. About, like, I ain't putting this out. Like this is just for you to have if you wanted to see it or whatever. He was holding his beer bottle up as if it was a microphone. There was no mic. He just stood up on top of a thing. You Beautiful. know, he said everything he's holding it like this. I was like, "There's no, there's no uh, audio on that beer bottle there, bud."
0: Are we gonna have to start doing two podcasts a week to make Are up? We're gonna that bar need tap? to pump it a little extra. We're gonna need some more apples. Well, you know what, Slice? The good news is, you can go over to the FanDuel app. And fire and make all that back plus more. Yeah, that's Jason Day, shout out to you for helping ease the pain. All right, well, it's time to step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. It's the PGA Championship, the second major of the year. We're going to have top 20s, head-to-heads, whatever you want, we got it for you. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is extremely easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, like I said, and let's get to it. You ready? It. Send it's,
1: it. It's, it's time for a major. It is time. We're you are one went for out one. A, let's
0: go. You're one for one. Pick John Rom. I will probably be a rather popular <laughs> Good pick, pick this you, maybe. Uh, favorite, again this week. My favorite, going with the odds. This guy's got major championship type game. 21 to 1 are his odds. Ooh. Seven straight top 21s. Okay? He's extremely consistent. Never seems to play bad. Has a new caddy on the bag. Joe LaCava. Hmm. He's a ball-striking machine. I just think at some point he's going to get it done. I just hope the New York crowds aren't too tough on him with his pace of play. That's the one thing that concerns me, but I'm going Patrick Cantlay 21-1. to 1.
1: I like that. I've been waiting for him to show up in a major championship for a long time. He's got another good crack coming up in L.A., uh, by the way, for the U.S. Open. But, um Nothing to hate about that one. I'm going to go with the guy. I rolled the dice heavy, let's say on John Rahm at (laughs) at Augusta, and I'm willing to roll it again. There's two guys in golf right now. that are different than everybody else. John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I'll take the other one just to, just to not pick the same guy back to back. Give me Scotty Scheffler. You need no stats. You need no nothing. He's one of the best players in the world. He was damn close at the Byron. Didn't even like the way he played or putted really for that matter. Give me Scotty Scheffler. Um, in my mind, there's only two guys to take right now. There's what are two guys odds? ahead of everybody else. He's the second betting favorite behind Rom. I don't have him in
0: front of me. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's, that's what the research we do here at Subpar. All right. Well, obviously, I love the Scotty Scheffler pick. If he cleans up the short putts, I think he's gonna be obviously right okay? there. He's just ball game? striking the shit out of it. It's I was lucky enough to walk with him at the Byron Nelson and he shot sixty four on Thursday and it was it looked it looked bad. Like the amount of putts, he missed five putts inside of six feet and shot 64. Looked like he got nothing out of
1: virtually the whole week. Hit it great, didn't make anything, and still almost won the golf tournament.
0: All right, my dark horse. (laughs) I mean, he, he ain't scared to get a little dark, okay? I mentioned him earlier. We got a chance to sit with him on Saturday at the Byron Nelson. He absolutely flushes it, one of the best iron players on the planet. As long as he doesn't lose his shit, I think he can win a major championship. I think this golf course is perfect for him. He's a 17th ranked player in the world. He's gone T3 and T5 in his last two starts, and he's 46 to 1. Give me Terrell Hatton. You think he likes this golf course? There's a few he doesn't. I'm hoping, yeah. for my sake, he likes this golf course. He's trending
1: nice. I think he's going to be a very popular kind of like middle of the road uh, pick this weekend for good reason. All right. My dark horse going with a guy in good form right now, and you get him at some juicy odds 75 to 1. He's coming off fifth at Quail, was right there in the mix, heading to, into the back nine, more or less. And the eighth this past week at the Byron, Adam Scott. Oh, Stand yes. on up, you know what I mean? My twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. there be oh. a lot of people out there confusing y'all.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that pick. Adam Scott playing some really nice golf. The putter is starting to behave. It's all about iron play for him. He's really struggled with the irons this week. But I like that. 75 to 1. Some nice odds. So head on over to FanDuel. Throw in those bets. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So aim for some green this spring and bet on the PGA Tour. Go to FanDuel.com subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com subpar to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Hope is here. Gambling Helpline, ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. That's 467 369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia – 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-F- in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. That's going to do it for us. Everyone enjoy the PGA Championship, and we'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.